they hungered for all that Christ taught. And thus, the great crowd following him. And not just then and there, but also now and here, we hunger for God's help. And we pray for God's help daily. The other day after midnight mass, midday mass, a woman asked me wholeheartedly at the end of mass for help with her, uh, for help with her son who's in the hospital and not, doesn't seem to be able to be eating. And so I ask for your prayers for him and for her and for all the sick and for all those who take care of anyone. For that mother or father and that baby, I mean, think of all the good they do looking after them. We priests have no appreciation for all the parents do, all the parents deal with. You know, the business school students sometimes, if there's a kid at mass and something's going on, they'll say, well, you have to tell them about that. I'll say, yes, I'll praise them. I'll praise them for such a good job. And, uh, but realize, if it annoys you, it's bothering you for a half hour of mass, they have it 24-7. And of course, it's delightful much of the time, but not always all the time. And you think of people building the kingdom of God. So we are always delighted to have our, our uh, parents and our kids and everyone is always welcome here. God loves everybody, even us, even us, even us sinners, even us sinners. John's gospel, the fourth gospel, written after the others, after a good bit of time, was a reflection, a chance for rumination. And therefore, in some ways, it uses particular miracles as signs of who Christ really is and indeed, as he gives them bread, he himself is bread that fulfills our deepest hungers, not only in our stomachs, but in our hearts and in our souls by the very gift of himself. At times, we don't appreciate where our real yearnings are and what they point to. We try to slake those thirsts with gods that cannot save. But at heart, the heart of things is encountering Christ in the scriptures as we've done today in the gospel wholeheartedly, and then as we shall with the real presence, the, the mass, the Eucharist, that Thanksgiving, which we've all come together for. And then just to look around and notice, by the very fact we've all come together for it, the building of the body of Christ as well. If you come together, you can build the body of Christ in each other. Ask how are each other doing, find out how things are, we can multiply other people's, each other's joys, but we can also divide each other's sorrows and worries and try to see if we can't help one another out, don't you think? And isn't that important too? And so, I don't know how much I paid the baby to be noticeable and <laughs> the dear mother, but that's at the heart of everything going on all the time in our parish and around the world with everyone. It's not just that God loves Catholics, God loves everyone, and all that good done and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit reflected with bright wings around the world, as Jared Manley Hopkins once said, what powerful things. There was a Eucharistic Congress that was held in a year to coincide with the American Bicentennial. And they held it in a city I hadn't heard of before, Philadelphia. I had to write it down and practice the pronunciation. And they had it there, and there was a hymn that was written precisely for that, which we have ourselves and indeed in our hymnal still. You satisfy the hungry heart with gifts of finest wheat. Were it merely wheat, it would help us if we were starving. There's that great line that says, the best spice is hunger. The best spice for food to make you appreciate it. But that's said by those of us who are well-to-do, sitting in an armchair, having enough money to have an armchair and leisure to think about things. Offwards your eye for the starving. 
a fortiori for the starving. Think of all the good you do with our food pantry, the volunteers we have here every Saturday, late morning, and all the gifts you give for them. What a great good, what a great good each of you do. You satisfy the hungry heart with the gifts of fine and sweet, but this a gift greater still where Christ gives himself. God so loved the world that he sent his only son. And then at the end of his life, despite all the treachery and opposition that hounded him, instead of turning against us, he saved us while we were still sinners and gave at Holy Thursday night, the Eucharist gave himself to represent Good Friday. You could think that in Catholic churches around the world every we would celebrate Christ by sort of like an Oberammergau-like festival where we reenacted the crucifixion, but we don't. What we do is we take, we do as he said, do this in remembrance of me, and this was the Last Supper, and here we are around the Lord's table. And think of it, if Christ had not been risen, none of us would be here. And if people, good people, the people of God, the body of Christ hadn't tapped us on the shoulder, prepared us for the faith, brought us for baptism, we would not be here. Let us pause and think of the good our parents or great-grandparents or aunts and uncles did in bringing us to the font and then teaching us the Catholic Christian faith. Let us think of the good other Christians did, such as those who helped prepare that hymn for us centuries ago. And then let us notice today that we are fed, not merely for a human hunger for our stomachs, but things at the very depth of the human head and heart and soul by God himself. And then as we leave to pause and see each other and take time to meet each other and take time to care for each other as Christ our Lord did as we see in this sixth chapter of John's Gospel today for those thousands of people calling upon him. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.